What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode three of the Rocket Punch Show. Um, I'm one of your hosts, Cameron, joined as always by Hello. my co-host in crime, Will. Ah, it's been a it's what been a, a day. What a long, strange week it's been, <laughs> bro. Man, you telling me? <laughs> I got hey. sick last week. Yeah, and that really just threw. Like the front part of my week off completely. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, you had your birthday, and all of a sudden you come down with like this weird, like you know, gamer flu. I don't know what it was. I still don't know what the hell happened. So, like for people, the reason why we didn't have a show last week. So, I'm here all weekend, and I'm sitting in the house. I'm like, man, it is really cold in this house. What is going on? And so Sunday afternoon finally comes up. I'm like, it's cold. I talked to my wife. I'm like, "Hun, like, what the hell's going on? It's cold. Let's turn the air up." And she's like, "It's already up." And she's like, she touches me and like, "Oh my god, you're burning hot." And I'm freezing cold. I've got chills. Turns out, yeah, I was sick. So I laid down, <laughs> and was I was out for like Sunday, Monday, and then I was better Tuesday, but not a hundred percent. And so it, I don't, I don't know what it was. I it, something put me down pretty hard. Uh, um, you know, it's fine. Do you play any? Um... Uh, FF7, uh, I'm brain farting real hard take, right take now. Take your time. The PSP game. Yes. <laughs> no, I haven't, I haven't had a chance to play that yet. So, let's actually talk about that. Because, um, first of all, Super Stevie, hello. Welcome to the stream. I see you in chat. Getting yes. Help me get this party started. Howdy. So. Oh, for, you kept it all. <laughs> so, for people who don't know, last week was my birthday. And so, I'm sick. And this dude, yes, this guy, I, I'm a dude. Decides he still wants to come over. He's a dude. We're all dudes. We're, we're not recording the show, and so he's like, "Let me, let's come over." And I've got, I've got this gift for you. So I'm like, "That's fine. Just don't get close to me." I, I wanted to bring this up because this, this was a big deal for me. So, in this bag, yeah, there it is. Number one, first thing he hands me is this. So, in case the people don't know, will describe to them what this is. This is a Japanese release PSP 3000 in the like white color that was only available over there. I had to wait a month for it to come in from Japan. It is gorgeous, and I feel bad putting my dirty, grubby little paws on it. Um, yeah, for some reason, used consoles out of Japan are immaculate compared to the ones out of the United States. I have no idea why. It's no. almost like they care about the stuff they purchase over there. Yeah, probably. Probably. You know. So, so on this system as well, are um, it's a memory card and it has a lot of games um, that I can <laughs> that are, are preloaded on there that I can yeah. play. Some that are very very fun and de- near and dear to my heart. Um, also with this, I got a bunch of PSP games. Um, Final Fantasy Tactics: War of the Lions, excellent game. Still sealed for some reason. It, well, it's on there too. Not open it yet, man. No, no, I'm more saying like I can't believe it's still sealed. We're we're gonna talk about that in a minute here. Crisis Core, Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, this is 100 percent on brand for Cameron. Um, Ape Escape Academy, again another game that is on brand for Cameron. Um, Fantasy Golf. I think I showed this to Seth. He said this is basically anime golf. Yes. Yeah, that's why I got it because you're a weeb. This is like the rest of us. Yes, it's wonderful. Yeah, and then the original Ape Escape. On the, at least the PSP version of the first game that came out. And then the coup de grace of, um, to seal this off, is the original Japanese version of Ape Escape. Saru get you. 
Um, in its entire case, all the, the disc and all the pamphlets and everything are inside. Um, you said this took about another month too, right? Yeah, th- that and the PSP each took a month. So what's different about the PlayStation stuff from Japan versus America as far as interface? I'm sure you realized it almost immediately. No, I haven't. No. So on the console, mm-hmm. if you want to say yes to something, it's circle instead of X. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah there, little there's, things like that. There are still some games that implement and do that. So Yeah, it's uh, very interesting that in Japan, circle is yes and X is no. It's almost like they realize that, eh, no, get away from me. Yeah. If you watch enough anime, that's very on theme there. But no, I've been playing... The game I've been playing the most of so far is um, Metal Gear Acid. Hmm. Hmm. This... this, Hang on. Okay, no, he's he's going to pull pull stuff up. But like this... It was a a super awesome gift um, for people who don't know... Yeah, he's got the silver one. Oh my god, he brought it. Yeah. Um, um, so not only did I do all that, I got a silver one so that we can do the co-op games. Yes. I also picked up a uh, video out cable so that it'll run into a capture card so we can actually stream the games we're playing. Ooh, and we're def- we're gonna have to we're gonna figure out some time to do that. That because some of these games are gems. They're I like Metal Gear Acid is a gem for me. I love that game to death, but. Like this was a, oh. a super awesome gift. There are I was telling you yeah. that there are a lot of memories for me of like us yeah. playing these back in the like day. Like the bleach games from back in the day. Um did did you ever play Untold Legends? Yes, I think we did. Okay. Yeah, so back in the day there's a I used to play the, the hell out of this game called Untold Legends with my cousin Chuck, and it's based on D and D. Yeah, it was wasn't it wasn't just like Baldur's Gate, but for Portable? I mean, kind of, but it nowhere near as like grotesque as a Baldur's Gate can get. Okay, okay, true, true enough. But it, um, it was more Diablo-like than anything else. Yeah, okay, I'll agree with you on that one. But this is an awesome gift, and I loved it. And uh, thank you very much. Now that I'm not, I'm kosher, and I don't have like any illness. Thank you very much. Oh, that's, you're good, dude. That's his... I was like, no, no, no. You talk about these games, you need to be able to play these games. Very special Also, place. I made sure the best Final Fantasy is on it as well. Final Fantasy Nine, Along with Eight and Seven, they're on there too. I mean, yeah, but the best one's on there. <laughs> best. So subjective. So subjective. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can beat the game at level 40 if you really want to just abuse the system. <laughs> but still. Ah. But still. It's hey. fun, fun to be had if you keep going through Oh, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying. But, um... Uh, no, that was that was more or less my week. Anything um, to jump in and add for this week? So, I mean, a small announcement. Disorderly conduct is still going to have to be pushed. Um, one of the people involved uh, is still on vacation, funny enough. That jerk. I know. It's, it's like his sister works at Disney and lives in Orlando. And so he can just go there essentially for free. Or near free for weeks on end away from work. And then when he does get back from work, surprise, the weekends are his D&D time. So, you know, Saturday and Sunday he plays D&D most, most of the day. Wow. Like multiple campaigns? Yeah. Oh, he's got three different campaigns going on right now. God bless him. Oh, dude, yeah. So I'm... funny enough, uh, he DM'd the first campaign I was involved in. 
you've told me about that. Yeah. yeah. So that's yeah. I, that's I was very very stupid back then. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of things you did. You might have wanted. Oh to yeah. No no no. I had a lush uh, dragonborn who was an absolute lush. Meanwhile, like I'm playing a character that's drinking out of a keg as I was drinking a lot of beer. So you know. Yes, I do remember stories about this. Um, but of course, yeah. we're going to talk about this and a whole lot more because if you did not know, guys, welcome to the Rocket Punch Show, your southern source for all things gaming, geek, and more. Um, you can listen to this mm. um, show every Tuesday on your podcast <laughs> service of choice. We're on mm. all the big ones there, so go find us on the RSS feed, Google Rocket Punch Show. You'll find us on that. Um, you can also listen to us live as we record the show each and every week right here on twitch.tv slash rocket punch live at 8 p.m central standard time is the normal time we went a little bit later because and i'll tell you why in just a second um and of course guys um that way you can kind of join us in our conversations that we have and talk about we love your guys interactions and input in the chat we love having you guys with us here so thank you and welcome to everyone who's joining us in twitch chat um, if you want to know more about Rocket Punch and what we do, make sure you head over to our brand spanking new site over at rocketpunchgo.com. That is your one-stop shop for all things Rocket Punch. Our videos, podcasts, streams, and a whole lot more are going to be right there at your fingertips, so don't miss out on that. Um, if you want to be a part of the Rocket Punch family, uh, make sure you head over to our Discord channel if you haven't had a chance to already. Um, that way, you can join in and talk to us when we're not on the mic or right in front of the camera. Um, that way, during the week, you can goof off with us, have insightful conversations, or just look for somebody to play some games with, because we're always on there. Um, if you want to support the show and support us, there are many ways you can do that, guys. The easiest and most simple way you can do that is simply share our content, view it, consume it, interact with us here, and share it. Let your friends know. If you let at least one person know about our content each week, that is a huge help for us because we're wanting to do our best to get out to more people and more ears. So sharing our content on your social media platform of choice is always helpful. Um, also following us on those social media platforms is also great too. You can follow us at rocket punch go on Twitter, rocket punch network over on Facebook and rocket punch go on Instagram as well. Um, yeah. If uh, other ways you can support us as well. If you're watching via Twitch, you can always throw us your free Twitch prime sub that always helps us out. Um, and you'll get access to cool new emotes um, that you can use in chat during the show and in, any of, and in any of our streams we do throughout the week. And if you want to go even further beyond, you can also consider becoming one of our patrons over at patreon.com slash rocketpunch. For as little as a dollar a month, you can help support the show, help keep the lights running, and get access to exclusive unlocks, behind-the-scenes content, exclusive shows, and a whole lot more. Um, speaking on Patreon... Our Silver Plus membership tier, where you actually get everything at the gold tier at a lower price, um, is still available. This is going to be the last week that you can do that. So if you were interested and um, were thinking about maybe joining us and supporting us on Patreon, you better head over there now because on March 1st, the Silver Plus tier is going away. And you won't be able to have access to that anymore. Oh, um, that's a shame. It is a shame. But I get it too. It's like, you know... It's, yeah. Give some incentives, stuff, right? junk, you know. And speaking of Patreon, guys, as we do in every piece of content we make, we give special shout-outs to our Patreon producers, people supporting us at our Platinum tier. So a special shout-out and thank you to the producers, Chuck O, Jossie M, Sam S, Jeremy M, Stephen S, and Tyler H. Thank you guys so much for your continued support there. 
upcoming events and announcements here real quick running through for you guys um the rocket punch cast bonus episode for february 2020 is now available so if you are a patron supporting us at our gold membership you can head over to patreon right now listen to that episode if you're a silver plus member you can also join over there as well and take give that a listen uh we i think we go through our games of the decade Yes. That was the episode we did. Yeah, we did our games of the decade. Mm-hmm. So if, if you want to hear what our games of the decade were, head over to patreon.com slash rocketpunch right now and check it out. Um, Console Wars episode one is now, it's been available to all listeners and viewers. It is still on the Rocket Punch show feed if you're listening via podcast services. And if not, you can head over to our YouTube page um, and check out the video there. That's kind of our first introductory episode. Uh, we actually just recorded episode two of Console Wars. So that's getting ready to be prepped for March. So be on the lookout for that sometime soon. Oh boy, I can't wait to uh, hear my inadvertent call into the show. That was great. I was like, he's going to call. You know what? We're going to put him on the show. That was fun. <laughs> yeah, awesome. yeah. Did you expect what I was going to say? No, I didn't. But it's not. It's not. Uh, uh, it's very on brand view for what you said. I mean, you know, golden flowing locks and all. Yeah, yeah. very on brand. Yeah. If you um, guys don't know, I'm about PC gaming. The um, next up as well, so I am very happy to announce, I know when we did our announcement video, we had talked about the show, but we really didn't say much about it because we really hadn't formed it up yet, but our board game podcast, um, Dice, Decks, and Design, in collaboration with Carla over at Weird Giraffe Games, that Mm -hmm. is done. We have the first episode recorded and ready to rock and roll. Um, There's some post-production that's going to be done with that episode, but as we said before, expect that in March of 2020. Uh, once we get post-production and look at the schedule, we're going to um, nail out and let you guys know when the exact date that episode will be um, there. Ah, yes. I'm excited about it. It was it was really good. It was very unique, um, a very different style that, like, I was very much outside of my knowledge range. That's okay, though, because that means you're going to learn. Yeah, and I learned I did. It was really cool, and um, board games are just all, also fun. It was really awesome. Excellent. Um, but and of course, both of those shows, guys. If you want to get them early, you can also jump on to uh, again support us on Patreon. You'll be able to get those episodes early. Um, mm-hmm. And also, reviews are coming this week, one hundred percent for sure. Um, we've got yes. the written stuff down. Uh, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, which will be our first review in a while. Yes, will be up right. Yes, I'm going to be putting it up Wednesday. Okay. Um, reasoning behind this is. My life has been a little busy, and I apologize, but Written has finished. I have to record the uh, voiceover and they do the editing. Luckily, I have a pretty good idea of how I want the editing to go already, and I already know where things are in my footage because I, report, I recorded the gameplay. <laughs> we prepared. We planned for this. So, um, yeah, it'll be up Wednesday. Realistically, I will take a good chunk of tomorrow to finish the editing, but voiceover will be recorded tonight. Pending Cameron's approval of the written review, since he's the editor in chief. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I use yeah. air quotes yes. because please, there's two of us. Please. People might get the wrong idea here. It's uh, like, yeah, there's, there's two of us. We don't have a fleet of rocketeers behind us. So one day. One oh, day. and I will call everyone rocketeers. Don't you worry. <laughs> but um, be on the lookout for that, guys. Um, that'll you know it, the game's been out for a while, but that that's really our first jump back into reviews. So be on the lookout for that and really let us know. Give us some feedback on that. Let us know what you think, what you would like more out of them because um, we're getting back into that swing of things with reviews and we definitely want to make sure we're doing things the way we want to and the way you guys are expecting them to be done. Um, 
other than that, content, uh, Twitch for Rocket Punch Live this week. Um, it's kind of the same schedule as it was last week. Uh, Tuesday may switch to Thursday. We'll definitely. I've got to look at my schedule to make sure. Um, but I'm going to play some Days Gone. I haven't jumped back into that game in a while. I figured I'd jump back into that and play it a little bit more. All right. Um, on Tuesday, Wednesday is going to be Apex Legends because that just seems to be... Man, oh my God. If you, if you didn't get a chance, we had... I got to talk about it on the show. So last week when we, I streamed Apex Legends, we had inadvertently had a Apex Legends battle against other players from the Twitch Huntsville group. Okay. Um, I was joined by BlackRock14 yep. and Sanders Pool. Our team was... Black Sand Punch. Black Sand Punch. In a nail-biter, we, because we, we had a scoring system, we won 88-87. to 87. Yeah, I saw all that. And I was just like, huh, huh. We took the win! We brought it home! I was super happy about that. Dude, I gotta say, um, it made it much more entertaining. So good. You race around like in I think. Now, meanwhile, while you guys are doing that, I was busy like going between Kakarot and the division. See, those are good games too. No, I don't mean the game Kakarot. I mean the review for Kakarot. Oh, the review. That's fun. (laughs) But I I had fun. It's it's it it kind of came out of nowhere, but we had a blast playing that game, and I think a lot of people had fun with that. So we'll. We'll keep that going. And then Sunday, it says Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. I, you it's going to be the Division 2. Because I'm going to join you. Because I'm off Sunday. Sunday will be the Division 2. <laughs> and you know the best part is? I'm just going to bring my laptop over and play on the laptop. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> That'll be great. So I'll just be the camera in the background and be like, Get wrecked, fools! Let's go! <laughs> You'll hear him like echo. Like, is there echo? 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 That'll be awesome. Yeah, so... so uh, we won't really need Discord unless people want to squat up. We, well, we I bet could, we could find some people to squat up. Oh, we ought to get Sanders pool in. Yeah, he'll join in. Oh, sure. yeah. You know what? I got an idea. I wonder if uh, if uh, Mrs. Pool would approve. I gotta I gotta talk to them. We'll, we'll talk and see. Yeah. yeah, but he'll join up definitely. Because funny enough, Mrs. Pool and Mr. Pool will be uh, here tomorrow night. Good brain about stuff. Good, good, good. Yes. Well, you know what tomorrow night is. It's D&D night. It's d and I'm muffling it so we don't get copyright striked. It's super. Uh, it was just it, that campaign. I'm ready to jump back in and keep playing it. <sighs> yes. Um, so that's it for our streaming there on Rocket Punch Live, guys. Um, so if you want to know when we're going live, just head over. If you're watching via Twitch, just click the heart up here. Follow us on Twitch, and that way you'll know when we're going live. Let's jump into the news. Um, for people who don't know, news is kind of where we talk about the latest and greatest news updates from the past week. Um, because we didn't have an episode last week, this is a little bit bloated, more than normal, but there wasn't really much news from this past week that was of huge significance. So, um, and a lot of the, uh, I think you saw a lot of these. A lot of them were very quick updates on things. Yeah, there's some stuff we'll uh, definitely jump in to talk about here. Um, number one. <laughs> we, got, we got an Anthem update, Will. Well, um, we got the promise of an Anthem update. Y- you're correct here. Um, I'm going to read directly from... Casey Hudson's mouth. Casey Hudson, from his mouth, over on the Bioware blog here. Um, Anthem update. Hey, everyone. One year ago, we were preparing to launch Anthem, a game that represented a big leap into new territory for us as a studio. 
It was an exhilarating and terrifying experience to go out of the world, out to the world with something new and different. And we are grateful to all the players who have come along with us on this journey. It has been a thrill for us to see the creativity of our players in designing customized javelins and watching them master anthems flying and fighting gameplay. I am so proud of the work the team has put into the game, and at the same time, there's so much more that we and you would have wanted from it. Over the last year, the team has worked hard to improve stability, performance, and general quality of life while delivering three seasons of new content and features. We have also heard your feedback that Anthem needs a more satisfying loot experience, better long-term progression, and a more fulfilling endgame. So we recognize that there's still more fundamental work to be done to bring out the full potential of the experience, and it will require a more substantial reinvention than, the update, than an update or expansion. Over the coming months, we will be focusing on a longer-term redesign of the experience, specifically working to reinvent the core gameplay loop with clear goals, motivating, motivating challenges and progression with meaningful rewards, while preserving the fun and flying of fighting in a vast science fantasy setting. And to, do that, and to do that properly, we'll be doing something we'd like to have done more of the first time around, giving a focused team the time to test and iterate, focusing on gameplay first. In the meantime, we will continue to run the current version of Anthem, but move away from full seasons as the team works toward the future of Anthem. We'll keep the game going with events, store refreshes, and revisiting past seasonal and cataclysm content, starting with our anniversary toward the end of the month. Creating new wor worlds is central wow. to our studio mission but it's not easy <laughs> who's that stig says i can hear your shirt cam with the sub good good <laughs> so, sometimes we get it right sometimes we miss what keeps us going is the support from players like you your feedback gives us guidance on how we can improve and your passion inspires us with the courage to create i look forward to working together with your involvement and feedback towards the best possible future for anthem casey hudson will Mm-hmm. Did this do anything for you? I'm on the fence with this. Okay. I hope it does good things. Okay. Um, my concern would be is if the update to Anthem costs money. We both own the game. It, it is one of those things maybe. that if this is a $60 release to fix the first $60 release, I will not buy it and I will not play it. If this is an update that is part of a larger thing that you get this update for free, but we're also going to be releasing like almost like how Destiny's gone almost free to play, but they have the now the quarterly model of Battle Pass and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. I could see that succeeding because okay. there is one thing that Anthem does better than any other game at this point. It is the best damn Iron Man simulator on the planet. Full stop. Full stop. Like, they did it better than any other Iron Man game out there has ever done. I think they're going to be better at flight mechanics than Iron Man actually in the Avengers game. <laughs> oh, uh, probably. Um, probably. But not only that, I feel like there's something special there with the Javelins. This game has potential. The base has potential. But right now, until they figure out their vision for the game... And actually execute upon the vision and figure out where they're going, it's got big problems, and I'm very much in a wait and see mode. Okay, that's kind of where I am. I want them to do well. I want Bioware to be better than where they are, and ultimately, the only way they're going to get better is if they try it. Worst case scenario, they get their hand slapped again, and then either EA at that <laughs> point closes them or they figure something else out. 
Yeah. It was very interesting. Two points I want to bring up. The number yes. one, the, the point you made about the the price. Look, it. If you if, if they charge for this, whatever this is, right? If they charge for it, my initial gut thing was like, okay, that's a huge mistake. Especially like number one at the minimum. My opinion is that this game should be whatever the update, the whatever new thing they're trying to do is, because they said that it's it has to be more than an update or an expansion. Right. It it has to be an update, just not in the traditional sense of an update. It needs it's, to be a relaunch, like No Man's Sky had yes. the two point Glad you brought that game up because I'm going to reference that in a minute. It it has to be free for all current owners. purchases owners of Anthem. Yes. Period. If you if you people go out, who, is, people who paid into the system need to be rewarded. Yes. One million percent. You could maybe flip a coin on the EA Access people, but if you bought this game full price, you should not have to pay for whatever their new update is. Um, now, I they could do something very similar to No Man's Sky 2.0. What they did was that when they... And it kind of helped them that they were not on the Xbox platform, but when they came out, mm-hmm. they were... Um, when the 2.0 update came out, it was free to all current owners, and then they released the Xbox version. Now, it was at like 60 bucks, which might be a little high, but Xbox hadn't had the game until now. And when people had positive buzz about it, people started buying the game. Um, I would hope... I think the thing I would want to see is maybe put this game free to current owners and maybe do something like $40 if you haven't bought the game yet. Yeah. And maybe add some extra incentives if you're buying it for the first time. Yeah. Um, if you're going to do that, though, free to current owners, give them some kind of like special commemorative skin or something that shows... A, you're a founder. Founder. Yeah. Founder. Yeah. Some kind of founder thing that nobody else can get. Because the, the big thing is, is that if the... Well, it doesn't... Like, if the updates have to be substantial enough that they have to pay for it. Like, let's not kid ourselves about this. Other than the flight mechanics and a few other things... Anthem has seen its fair share of criticism on its content and its I mean, gameplay. Deservedly so, though. Yeah, no, it, it earned every now, little bit of it. I mean, I still have it installed on my computer. Have I played it in a while? I mean, yeah, it's installed on my desktop. I'm not putting it on my laptop. Exactly. And the other point I want to bring up with this is this sentence right here. <clears throat> Quote, and to do that properly, we'll be doing something we'd like to have done more of the first time around. Giving a focused team the time to test and iterate, focusing on gameplay first. End quote. Huh. That huh. shows me very clearly the problems that they had the first time around. So what you're telling me is Casey's bringing back what, um, what's his name? I am serious lapsing. The guy over Respawn. Zimpella. Yeah, that Zimpella's bringing to the other EA studio that they, they sent him to be in charge of in L.A. Give people time to test your game. Test it, iterate on it, build it proper, listen to feedback, and actually have an overall arcing vision. Wow. Um, yeah, who knows? I don't, I who don't knows? Know. Maybe Casey Hudson fixes this place. I hope well, he I mean, does. He, Casey Hudson has always been a positive impact, and then, you know, he left, and then this issues with Anthem happened, so a lot of people are hoping that Casey is going to kind of steer the ship he, around on course. 
Oh man, who just got brought over to Blizzard? I'm sorry, I'm seriously blanking. Tonight. Rod. Yeah, maybe he's gonna have that Rod effect where he comes in, straightens things out, gets it done. Fingers crossed. I hope so. Oh um, man. Stigander in chat says, "I wonder if the late blooming success of No Man's Sky accidentally set a trend among among AAA devs that think they can get away with it." Um, thinking specifically of Anthem and Warcraft Three Reforged. I, I mean. Based on what we've seen from the Jason Schreier think piece on Anthem and its problems, I don't. There were a lot of problems with Anthem, merely than just like, oh, just release it, we'll fix it later. I think that was one. It was one key, issue. Yeah, one problem of a larger pot of well nastiness. Yeah, the big pot of nastiness that caused the massive majority of the problems was the toxicity coming out of Edmonton towards Austin and the rest of Bioware. And how that essentially wasted six years of development time. And so I, I don't think that a de- I don't think a developer really wants to do that because that is a lot of money lost. Especially like you, you have that big buzz and then you have to spend additional money to get the game back to where it needs to be. Now, No Man's Sky is riding high on that success. I think. Well, but and to be fair, the thing with No Man's Sky is they. He lied in the beginning and said you could play with other people. People called him on his crap. Yeah. And everything from there to that point to now has essentially been making up for the lie. So there's problems and, you know, they needed to be addressed. Now they've been addressed and now they're actually just making the game they wanted. I wish they would have just done that in the first place. Yeah. But it's like No Man's Sky is doing very well, like... <laughs> The game is where it should have been, and even more so. I think, I think what Sean, Sean Mori and them—they've gone above and beyond. Yes, um, but the game is where it should have been a year after release, not two or three. Now that I will agree with, hundred percent. Number two, I'm going to give this one to you oh, because yeah. it is one hundred percent up your alley. Oh yes, the Division Two. Um, yeah, so I'm going to pull the Kotaku article up here, and uh, I think that might be. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that, I think, based off everything I'm seeing, is the better one to go from. So this is a Kotaku article from Steven Totillo, uh, but it's they flagged it under news, and they're right, it's news. Uh, Ubisoft has revealed a surprise Division 2 expansion called Warlords of New York that is designed to revive the game. So essentially, with everything going on, is... <laughs> Man... Sorry, I've just read the first thing, and I'm going to read this verbatim here. The makers of The Division 2 have waited until nearly the last possible moment to give their frustrated player base a heap of potentially good news. After spending weeks failing to announce a release date for an expected small extension of the game, they're revealing today that mini-expansion, a free two-mission excursion to Brooklyn's Coney Island, but is a prelude to a much more content, which is all coming out less than three weeks later. It's true, it can create some frustration, blah, blah, blah. Essentially, long story short, what's going on is you can go do Coney Island. There's a bunch of stuff over there. You can that, fly back that, up to New York. That was episode three of their like uh, the, seasonal plan. Uh, for the whatever. season one or year one. Yeah. Um, year two of the division is $30 for the expansion. It's going to be 40 after March 3rd, or after March 2nd, really. The game right now, for the entirety of the game, is 33 bucks. They've dropped the price of the Division 2 down to $3, and you can buy the expansion for $30. Um, the reason why they're doing this is they're trying to get butts in seats, people playing games, because, you know, you want to make that money on the expansion sale. So just like 
pay us a nominal fee and we'll get you in the door kind of deal. Yep. But this $30 expansion is changing the way the game works entirely. They're adding more uh, specializations. So you're going to get a flamer, yes. uh, essentially, so you can roll around with a flamethrower. There, there's a minigun you can get now, or as I call it, the chowder maker. <laughs> that, 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 I bet that's going to be you. I bet you yeah. can get that. Um, funny enough, I like the grenade launcher better. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm still a demolitionist at heart. Freedom Cannon needs to stay mounted and in place. I switched over to demolitionist. Oh, I love demolitionists. It's so good. Um, But the cool thing is we're going to have different zones of New York available to play as well as DC. So we're kind of getting Division 1 in our Division 2, and it's not a bad thing. Yes. It's really awesome. Yeah, they're essentially reusing assets from other parts of the old game and making new zones for this game, which I wish Destiny 2 had done that. There are parts of Earth and all the other maps that they could have done so many cool things with. I figured it wouldn't have been hard to do that either. Yes. Well, um, Massive is doing it. So, essentially, there's going to be four zones compared to the base game's 11. From Wall Street to Chinatown, as players hunt for Aaron Keener, the rogue agent antagonist of the original Division game. So, you know that guy that we couldn't kill the first time? We're going after him again. Bring him back. (laughs) Getting him. Yes. A um, week later, we're going to have an mm. overhaul of Division 2 that's going to make it a seasonal game. Like, yeah, read this, because this yeah. is important to me. Yes, so we're making it into a seasonal game. Existing in-game content is going to be reconfigured and tweaked to tell three-month narratives. The complete with new tasks, game-changing global events, new audio logs, and hunt for new enemies. Ubisoft cut the price, which I just mentioned. Um, afterwards, it'll be 40 bucks if you don't pick it up beforehand. So you're saving 7 bucks by buying it now. And then... All this is meant is to spark new interest and a game expected to be a major hit when it launched last March and then it stumbled. Really the big issue with the Division 2 when it first came out and funny enough we were there in the beginning with uh, Puminal. In. Like. Yeah. Like. So just so you guys know like we made it to World Tier 5. I had gear score like 495 was where I was at when I started playing again. Now I'm at 499. Gear cap is 500. Um, the game had problems, but it was a lot of fun. I had like 60 hours into it and going to be honest. I love the division as far as the way the guns feel, what's going on, how they change the bosses now to where now if they're wearing armor, you can damage that singular piece of armor over the weak point to then do crit damage on it. So I can, if they're wearing a helmet and I need headshots to kill this guy, I can blow his helmet off and then shoot him in the head and his health bar starts dropping, even though he's got all this other armor. I yes. love that because it it brings some reality to the MMO-like shooter genre that we've been running into where before everything was bullet sponges. And it's like, well, I got this like big LMG. Why am I putting 500 rounds under this guy and he's not dead? Yeah. It, was, it was one of the big concerns that they, in a way, kind of tweaked and changed in Division 2. Yes. Like, the, the big things I like, the big things I like about this, the changes, number one, the fact that it's going to be simpler when yep. you're looking at your gear stats, I always thought that all the numbers and stuff were very complex. Yes, and funny enough, um, in our personal, like, we're, we're a member of the Credible, Credible Threat Gaming uh, Division Clan because Chris is a big Division fan, and his excitement kind of pulled me back in because I pulled him into some of the disorderly conduct stuff I'm making. And, you know, it's like, oh, hey, man, I'm going to be playing some games and making content. You want to play games with me? You know. That's, oh, re- yeah, that's, that's a real hard question to ask one, Chris because one million percent up his alley. It's like, oh man, you want to play some games? Um, you know, so Cam, you've seen some of the stuff where I'm linking some things and all mm-hmm. that. 
Um, you know, we're looking at exotic weapons and upgrading some things and doing these chases for these guns. And I ended up playing with Chris and Chuck the other night, and it felt like, okay, cool, this game is starting to get here. It's getting it, there. It, it's one of those where it's like, man, you know, I don't have World of Warcraft anymore. I'm playing Final Fantasy now. Hit level 70 in Final Fantasy, by the way. Yeah. Yay! Ten more levels to go. Ten more levels. But with everything going on, this is scratching an itch I wish Destiny 2 was. Yeah, we haven't played Destiny 2 in a while. And my issue with Destiny 2 isn't that it's a bad game. It's that it feels like there's not a lot new. And the thing we're running into is we've got all these maps and we've got all this cool stuff. But really, the only reason I want to play that game and fire it up is so we can do what mode again? Gambit. Yeah, because uh, that is Gambit's the awesome. best mode in that game. Love Gambit. I'm wearing a Destiny 2 shirt right now. Love <laughs> Gambit. But, Love it. man, I'm telling you, this game, I think it has the potential to be something special. I hope I'm not wrong. I, I've already, I'm assuming you have too, I've already pre-ordered the World yes. of... Um, not only did I pre-order it, I pre-ordered Chuck's version for him. Well, there you go. We're, we're in. Yeah. Like, so uh, I was like, yeah, Chuck, your birthday's coming up. This is your birthday present. Like, I, I'm just, the new updates and the other thing I'm really excited about this is like they more or less are going to introduce a Paragon-esque system. Yes. Where when you get to max gear score, then you can actually, as you level, you'll get um, the ability to get um, increased ability points. Very much like the Paragon yeah. system in Diablo, and I'm 100% for that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Way better than the other ones. Yes. Um, well, the other thing is, like, it needs to be treated more like Diablo, because it is essentially a loot hunt. You're on that hunt. Like, right now, if I play this game, I'm hunting for a D50, high-end D50 frame. And there's a reason why I want that high-end D50, because mm-hmm. I can upgrade that into an exotic pistol that gives me different abilities. And I need this exotic pistol. Is that right that now. pistol you posted in Discord? Oh, yeah, okay. I haven't looked at. I saw a post of it, and I haven't looked at it yet. But I need to look at. No, that. no, dude, it is uh, something special. Like yeah. it definitely is one of those. Like it's one of those like almost game breaking things. And I love that how the exotics in this game are almost game breaking. So yes. Okay, we'll get excited. Oh for that. man, I can't wait. Um, number three. This is an interesting one because uh, this kind of flew under the radar a little bit, but I remember this game when they announced and revealed announced it last year. Um, Outriders. Do you remember Outriders? I remember the announcement, but what I remember the most recently is when you shared the IGN uh, thing in the trailer and they got D- DMCA'd by Warner Brothers. <laughs> and the what? video got taken down off of IGN's oh, YouTube. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, let me... Warner Brothers came in and said, nah Let me post this in chat for all the Twitch viewers here, but... um. In, within the two weeks, Outriders actually got revealed. They got, gave like a story trailer, and then they actually did some gameplay teases of it. Um, I actually finally got to sit down and watch that. That looks interesting. Yeah, it does. I'm cautiously optimistic of it. If you want, to, guys want to see the full breakdown, you can check out the GameSpot article that I put in chat, and that will be in the show notes here. Did you get a chance to watch this footage at all? Um, I watched some of it, yes. It's like... It's almost like a very fast-paced Gears of War with powers. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is, funny enough, it is from the guys who did, uh, the developers who, uh, I think People Can Fly, who did uh, Gears of War Judgment. 
So okay. you kind of see the style there. But it was a very interesting, like the, the sci-fi world, it almost gives off like that Gears of War, very fast vibe with maybe a touch of um, uh, like a Soulsborne style game with how tough it is. I don't know. It's really cool, but um, don't want to spend too much on that. Just wanted to bring that to your guys' attention. Um, definitely check out Outriders. It looks very interesting and very cool. New game on your guys' radar. It might be awesome. We'll find out this year because it is coming out in 2020. Number four. Yes, yeah. up. Yeah, this one's uh, not as cool, unfortunately. GeForce Now has lost Activision Blizzard games. Um, you know, it's not really a big loss, but it's still oh, a loss. Um, yeah, so all Activision Blizzard games have been pulled off of that streaming platform. And even though... You're streaming a copy of a game you paid for. They're just loaded on the server and you sign into it. Apparently, uh, people were getting banned on World of Warcraft because it breaks EULA. Then use your license agreement to stream the game. Yeah. Yeah. So, this is one of those not really too big of a shocker that Activision Blizzard has pulled out. Um, But you know who else pulled out? Oh, I didn't hear about this. Bethesda Softworks has pulled all their games as well. Um, this okay. is, when I saw that, I was like, there's something else that needed to be added. Um, and this is on Polygon. So a week after losing all of its Activision Blizzard games, VSG Force Now streaming service has lost uh, most Bethesda Softworks titles. Uh, Wolfenstein Youngblood will remain. Uh, NVIDIA said, Rep told Polygon Youngblood will be only Bethesda title to stay on the service. So Fallout 3, 76, New Vegas, Elder Scrolls 5, Skyrim, and Special Edition Doom 6, 2016. Dishonored, Dishonored 2, and The Evil Within yeah, the 2 games will all you be gone. Play. Yeah, obviously. Who oh, doesn't want to play Doom? Like. Yeah. But uh, no, Bethesda's pulling all of that stuff as well. Um, it's a blow for NVIDIA, and yet for some reason they still have a bigger library than Stadia. I think I, I saw they announced maybe this week that they have over a million users on GeForce Now. Yeah, it's five bucks a month, and you're literally playing the games you already own on the service. And if you if you don't own them, you buy them on Steam, sign in, and oh, they're available. I, I'm sure it's some legal reason why they had to pull those games off, but it still sucks. It's still kind of silly. The thing is, they were available in the beta. That And that's what makes it like... This is stupid, because if there's a legal reason why, then why was it available in the beta? Bingo. Yeah. Um, exactly. Good question. <laughs> Jack Wolfhart, yes, I'm not going to read that, but I know the the rhythm you're going for here. Someone does not like Stadia. Basically, to sum up that comment from that um, part, dude, that. dude, I, there's a lot of people that hate Stadia. <laughs> One of the YouTubers I follow, who's a big tech YouTuber, mm-hmm. um, literally posted a video um, in the last couple days where he literally is, "I hate myself for buying Stadia. This sucks." Oh. And he loved it when he was in South Africa, but now that he's back in Gainesville, it is garbage. <laughs> Wait, how's that? Okay. Okay. Data centers, man. Oh, yeah. Data okay, center sure. locations. That's... Well, also, you know, it's different, you know, U.S. internet yeah, and all that's, that. That's what makes it funny and interesting. That yes. Comment, so, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You want to read the next one? Um, I will. Uh, number five here, Project xCloud testing has begun for iOS. Now, as of this recording, it has they put a hold on it. Um, but Well, because they're limited to so many users before Apple says, not nah, odd dog. Exactly. But uh, on MajorNelson.com, they did announce that um, they have opened up their uh, test flight preview to allow um, Project xCloud 
testing and streaming on iOS devices. They've opened up an initial batch of people, but they're going to bring in... Um, I, I, we don't know if they're going to bring in any more. I'm sure they will. Um, but for right now, the, they're at capacity with that. Uh, were you able to get in? No. I, I didn't even know about it. And I literally replied to Major Nelson and uh, on a tweet about, hey, when's this coming to iOS? <laughs> right, right now. Bam. So yeah. it, it is not there. So a uh, quick little update on that. But it, uh, if you were able to get in, definitely let us know on the show what you think of the service so far on uh, iOS because we have not gotten on there. Um, bro. Will is preparing for the next story on the um, show. Please, Will, let the people know what you're looking at. So apparently Halo, uh, Microsoft has partnered with uh, Nerf, and they're making Halo-themed Nerf blasters. So, yeah, dude. Look, we got the we got the UNSC MA40. I want that. We've I got the dealer, and we got the pistol. I'm like, bro. Oh, they have the pistol, too? Yeah, it shows the pistol in there. I'm going to tell you right now. It, the funny thing is, if you get the MA40, it comes with a code to unlock that color scheme for your gun in Halo Infinite. So I'm buying this gun. Buying the gun. Yep. Yeah, I'm gonna. I need that and the pistol. I need it. Uh, I want the needler. Uh, you the needler and your paint flowery death. <laughs> <laughs> but that is the article, folks. So yes, yo, pistol melee, dude. Pistol and shotgun in that game uh, in Halo One was just a nasty combo. Uh, Jack Wolfhart in chat says, "So we doing magnums only at um, y'all's place?" <laughs> Maybe we might. Yo, be- I'm down for a Magnums only match, or <laughs> or shotgun pistol. We we might be doing it, guys. You, you stay be on the lookout. Yo, oh dude, I have an original Xbox. I have a copy of Halo One, and I've got two controllers. If we can what? get two more Xbox One original Xbox controllers, we'll do a four man split can, screen. Can, can did they patch it out of the Master Chief Collection? It's not the same multiplayer. Oh okay. Yeah, it's like the Halo 4, Halo 5 multiplayer, not the OG multiplayer. Mm. That's why I still got an Xbox 360 and an original Xbox. Okay. Good point, good point. Um, Number seven. Oh, we need four Xboxes and 16 controllers. Got it. Hook up the lands. Yo, with them patch cables. (laughs) Oh, dude, I don't know if we're going to have enough people uh, with Xboxes for that. We'll make it work. We'll make it work. I can bring an Xbox. I'm down. I don't have that many controllers, though. um, Number seven and finally on the news um, tier for the evening, PlayStation is not going, even though you heard that they were going to be in PAX. Before you jump into this, I have to read this. It's been redeemed. Those Halo weapons will get nerfed. Get. Halo Atlantis, I'm about to nerf you. (laughs) You know, low hanging fruit. That's all I got to say. Low hanging fruit. That's all I got to say about that one. Oh, man. Um, no, uh, you thought PlayStation was going to be at PAX East. Well, they're actually not going to, uh, not going to PAX East and they, along with Facebook have pulled out of GDC. Um, I'm going to read the, uh, notice about PAX East that they put on the PlayStation blog here. Quick little paragraph, um, update today. Sony interactive entertainment made the decision to cancel its participation at PAX East in Boston this year due to increasing concerns related to the COVID-19, also known as the novel coronavirus. We felt this was the safest option as the situation is changing daily. We are disappointed to cancel our participation in this event, but the health and safety of our global workforce is our highest concern. End quote. 
You know, I'm not even mad. In all honesty, like, we don't know how many people are actually infected right now. Yeah. Um, they were setting up Aniston, Alabama, as <clears throat> I believe there's a military base there that was where we disposed of a lot of mustard gas and things like that, mm. biochemical stuff. And they're setting that up as a quarantine point in the state for anybody who's infected. Um, we're talking in the states right now, Jack Wolfart. I don't believe the Chinese government actually gives us real reporting of the, <laughs> the actual information. I just I don't trust them, period. No. Full stop. Don't trust China. Um, but where I'm, you can quote me on that too. That's a back of the box quote for anything involving China. Don't trust them. <laughs> You're over here giggling. But no, in all seriousness, um, how many people were on those planes with the people that got sent back? There's a lot of variables. We need to protect the people that did get infected so they can get treatment. We need to protect everyone else from getting infected. And I'm going to be honest, like right now, like way everything is like if you're infected or you were around somebody's infected you need to be quarantined so that your family doesn't get sick so you don't spread it so other people don't get sick it's a shame that we have to go to these levels but unfortunately people don't tend to think about other people i have literally been at work before where someone came in and they didn't have the flu it was something else and it was fairly contagious, and they handed one of my coworkers their device they wanted to get repaired and mentioned it afterwards. Oh. And they weren't wearing a face mask. They weren't doing anything else. They just wanted, they came in, and they were only thinking about themselves. Um, I, at on, that man. moment in my job, I was like, no, you need to leave. We can't help you until you're healthy kind of thing. I'm sorry, but I'm not going to ser- service anyone's products or, you know, work in my job. And... Be exposed to this willingly. Yeah. It, I'm just not about it. That's period. Full stop. And no one needs to have to deal with that. Unfortunately, we're in a point where <laughs> most of our society has gotten very self-centered and they don't care about others. So I say put them under lock and key and take their rights away until they're healthy. Sorry. I don't want to have to go that route, but that sucks. you know the rest of us deserve to be healthy too. And so if that means that people like PlayStation and these other big corporations start pulling out of events to make sure that their people don't get sick, I am 100% okay with it. They can just do a state of play video and we and we can move on. Yeah. It's it's going to suck that people won't be able to play The Last of Us Part 2 demo, but we only have to wait a couple more months until it comes or, out. Or anyway. you know what? Man, why don't they just release The Last of Us Part 2 demo on PSN that people can download and play? I would love that. I would love that. But it, it, they don't have to. That's the problem. I know. They don't have to. And they won't have to. Because guess what? People are still going to buy this game. I'm going to wait for the Game of the Year edition. Got I'll just free. watch Cameron play it. Got the Collector's Edition. I'm ready. And that's cool, man. Um. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Jack Wolfhart. I don't like pineapple <laughs> on my pizza at all. But I don't okay. think they need to be quarantined. I think they need to go to an insane asylum. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> no, um, in all seriousness, though, like everyone has the right to avoid this as much as possible. You have the right to be protected in your body as a human being. And, you know, people have a right to live so or attempt to have a fulfilling life. Yeah. So I don't care that they're pulling their people out. I actually think that some of these events should probably be canceled. I hate to say it, but I mean, let's be 100% honest. Right now, I'm not going to GCX this year because of this, because it's too close. 
Yeah. LA. And it's going, It's guess where GCX is? It's in Orlando. It's a big tourist hub. I know a lot of people have been saying, like, they've been telling people that they expect to have everything cured and under control in March, but, like... <laughs> it, oh, just because we know how it's transferred doesn't mean that it's... Uh, it's just, it. I think we talked about it in episode two, like, how the coronavirus is kind of affecting the industry, and here are more examples of how it's affecting the industry. Now we're getting to a point where, like, conventions like PAX, potentially like E3, you know what's funny about E3 is that Tickets are on sale now for E3. I remember like last year or the year before, they had they were sold out within like a couple of days to a week. They're still pushing tickets for E3, which means they still have some sold, which means it you know, this fear could very well be one of the reasons why, you know, PAX, uh, GCX, E3, Tokyo Game Show, a lot of other conventions around the world, Gamescom. I think Gamescom is the biggest gaming convention in the world like how will it affect gamescom you know we'll only one one t- thing yeah. to do is find out so and here's the other thing a bunch of manufacturers have had manufacturing like totally disrupted by this yep so as an example example uh hasbro a lot of their stuff has been messed up as far as manufacturing goes and delayed um there is a creator uh Bellular, uh mike Bellular. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a youtuber out of uh, the uk um, he does special pins on his Patreon for different tiers of supporters every year, every quarter, actually. And all of their production for that kind of stuff has been delayed. Um, another thing that's kind of crazy is, like, right now, like, I ordered... My mother's birthday is March 1st, and I ordered her an Apple Watch Series 3 for her birthday. Oh. Five-week ship time. Ooh. Five weeks. I've never seen anything that long outside of a launch window for Apple. Like, when I went to go get my phone, like, I bought the 11 Pro Max. Like, I bought it day of. And instead of waiting four or five weeks when they announced it, I just went to the store and bought it that day. I waited in line at five in the morning, got my phone, you know, did the whole, you know, Apple launch day thing because I was like, oh, I want to go get my phone that day. Um, uh, Your roommate was there with me waiting in line. Yep. So it's one of those, it's like, yeah, man, you know, we had some fun. We, we got our phones. We got our stuff set up. It was a great day. Had a, fun, had a lot of fun. But at the same time, with everything going on, these ship times are not just them. A lot of people, and this is from the LA Times. Like, we're talking, like, MGA, uh, another manufacturer, some other stuff. Um, apparently, Wells Fargo Security is saying that... Uh, a lot of stocks are being hit by this and pushing oh, the yeah. entire market down. So this is not going to be taken care of by March. Um, we'll be lucky if it's taken care of by November. We'll see. I, mean, I, I just, for something that spreads this quickly between people, and by the way, they found out that if you get infected and you get reinfected, um, you have like a 90% chance for it stopping your heart. Nice. That's yes. great. So if you get if you get infected and you get over it and you get reinfected, you're dead. So roll the dice. Yeah, it's a, you know this is not great. You'll, you'll never see it coming. Oh, I don't know if I would have used that one because I love that song. Um, there's just a lot of crap going on, guys. And you know what? If that means that we got to wait till 2021 for new game consoles or toys and stuff like that, or phones and everything else. I don't care. People need to. My backlog's big enough. I got. Yeah, I got games to play. We're good. You know, there's plenty of other stuff out there in the world. I just want people to focus on getting healthy and not infecting other people. That should be priority number one. Like, we've got food on the table. We've got games to play. We're able to stream to you guys and talk to you about everything. 
there's so much worse things in life. Agreed. Um, before we wrap up with the news, we do have a required reading. Oh. Like to point people to um, this article is from IGN. It's from Logan Plant over at IGN. We have talked about it on the show numerous times, and there was a very good article on it. The article is "The Truth About Working at GameStop: <laughs> Workers Reveal Their Experiences," and it goes pretty in depth on what some of the people from the lowest of the totem poles, some managers of different stores, about what's been going on at GameStop and what some of the thoughts are. That the employees have of what's going on there. I bet you they closed 2,000 stores this year. They, um, I think uh, Seth was talking to me earlier saying that they're currently sharing at $4 a stock. The only reason, um, so they're, funny enough, I actually follow the GameStop news quite closely. Um, so they purchased my first employer. My first employer was EB Games. Mm-hmm. Um, I worked there back in the day. Um, funny enough, Jack Wolfhart, he's from Madison, Alabama, and I have watched a lot of his stuff. Camelot, yes. I'm very aware of who he is. Um, Camelot 331. I've sent you links to some yeah, of his stuff. Did. Yeah, you did. Um, yeah, his uh, P.O. Box on his YouTube channel is from Madison. Um, the guy's got a really messed up story of what happened to him. He was a GameStop employee. Um, his district leader did some really messed up stuff. And a lot of that came out, and he got fired because he was one of the people who brought it up to light. And long story short, um, he decided to make YouTube videos about it. He's got over 100,000 subscribers now talking about this and the Amazon work conditions because he's trying to shed light on that, um, which I have a whole take on that. At, I've stopped buying things on Amazon and started going to local stores instead. Support local. Um, support, support small business. I Reason why I stop, I'm gonna put a comma here. Uh, funny thing, okay. uh, Amazon has essentially said it's okay as long as their pick rates stay high if these people have to pee in bottles while they're at work instead of making bathroom breaks. Yes, they are okay with that as a company, and I don't support that. You should have to be able to have the decency of a human being to be able to go to the bathroom and come back and do your job. Yeah, I don't know what to say to that. Man, have I got some videos to show you about that crap. Do not have to say um, Yeah, so I am i don't support that at all. I'm not a fan. Uh, but going back to the GameStop thing, with everything tonight, like, in all honesty, I'm not surprised. I would not be surprised if GameStop ends up closing after the console launches happen permanently. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing keeping them alive right now is the phone trade-ins because essentially they're selling them off to other countries. It's funny. Read the article. It talks very much about the phone trade-ins and how um, apparently that has been a huge pusher, and they've been pushing that very, very hard. Yeah. For um, they've been telling employees to push that very hard for people. Um, so hard, in fact, that if you are say a store leader there and you don't make phone trades for three weeks, you will be fired. And then your replacement, if they don't make it in two weeks, they will be fired. They are firing people at an insane rate for not meeting these numbers. They're hemorrhaging people left and right. and They are accelerating their own closure. Let me just put that. Yes. Um, to give you guys an idea, if you make a uh, NHR complaint, they find a reason to get rid of you. They do not care. In fact, uh, there's another story, um, funny enough, from Camelot, and I can't validate its legitimate, uh, how legitimate it is and things like this. 
But he's showing screenshots of conversations with these people on screen where mm-hmm. they message him on LinkedIn and other places. And essentially, um, to avoid paying severance to a store leader and somebody else, they found a reason to fire another store leader at a different store down the road and their uh, subordinate and re- move those people over. And it just made me feel real scummy for all the times that I worked at GameStop or EB Games as it was acquired um, back in the 360 launch era. And then every time I've ever supported GameStop. I'm like, I'm done with this company. It is trash. That's gross. Yeah. Um, They have no regard for their own employees or the fact that they're humans. It's such a shame. Hope you don't feel too bad because we've got some some digging to do here. Um, we've got our topic of the show coming up here, right. guys. Um, before we jump in there, before we jump into the topic of the show here, what we're gonna do? We're gonna do something a little weird, a little different, but that's why we have the Rock Punch Show here. Um, we're gonna skip table talk tonight, so the topic of the show is going to be our last topic for tonight. I did want to bring up though, over the last two weeks, some of the stuff we did play. Um, Bleeding Edge um, didn't talk about this at the top of the show with our content, but. Uh, Bleeding Edge had their open their beta mm-hmm. a couple of weeks a week or two ago. If you missed out on that, we have a new video up on our YouTube page called Quick Look, yep. where you can actually see gameplay of Bleeding Edge. And actually, I kind of voiced over some of my thoughts on the game so far. I think it's like twenty ish minutes. But if you want to check out Bleeding Edge, it's actually see, eighteen minutes and three seconds. Okay, Ooh, man, you're, wow, that's you're really good. Um, um, no, I'm just really on our YouTube right now. <laughs> But if you if you want to check out more about that and Bleeding Edge, because that is a game that I played um, over the past two weeks, and you want to hear my thoughts on it, head over to our YouTube page, check out the video, let us know what you think. Of course, there, um, and then the, there are a bunch of other games we talked about, but a couple of those can be found on check out our archive of our streams here on Rocket Punch Live on Twitch, as well as heading over to our YouTube page. You can see a lot of other games mm-hmm. that we've played. If you want to check them out and kind of see our thoughts and comments on those. And, um, just for the sake of time, we're going to skip table talk for tonight. Um, yeah, I mean, you know what we're playing. Let's be honest. It's Final Fantasy. It's, you know, everything else. You know what we're about. Yeah. Um, but let's get into topic of the show. Yes. Actually, I'm interested in this topic, but it also makes me feel bad. The topic of the show tonight is what the hell's going on with E3. The reason to bring this up, I'm going to read... In case you missed it for some reason, the statement put out from one Jeff Keeley um, on when was this dated February twelfth, which is crazy because this man is literally one of the biggest non-game like developer game names in the industry. Yep. Um, a statement from Jeff Keeley on E three. For the past twenty five years, I have attended every Electronic Entertainment Expo. Covering, hosting, and chairing E3 has always been a highlight of my year, not to mention a defining part of my career. I've debated what to say about E3 2020. While I want to support the developers who will showcase their work, I also need to be open and honest with you, the fans, about precisely what to expect from me. I have made the difficult decision to decline to produce E3 Coliseum. For the first time in 25 years, I will not be participating in E3. I look forward to supporting the industry in other ways and at other f- events in the future. End quote. Oh. What? As I look at this, you're literally like the third comment down that I see. Oh, yeah. They, they, they have a very nice algorithm of like, 
No, I'm just saying, from. like, that's interesting because I was like, I didn't realize that that would be a thing. So, yes. Jeff Keighley's not going to be at E3. Nope. Sony's not at E3. Uh, technically, Microsoft's not because they got their own separate event. They, they're they're in the area of E3, but they're not at the E3 building. Technically, EA's not at E3. E3 is not. Yeah, they're not. They have their own area, too. Nintendo has its own video. They'll have, like, a Treehouse Live, but it's not the same yeah. thing. What? What's the point of E3? What the hell? <laughs> what the hell? And, and some of the questions I, I have in here, and us talking about E3 and this breaking news, um, what is going on with E3 and the ESA? Is it in trouble? If it goes away, what would replace it, if anything? And then, if you have any ideas, how would you make it better? Honestly, like, 100%, I think if E3 goes away, we wouldn't have too much of a bad thing because everybody started doing their own curated releases around that time anyway. Instead of being a big gaming event... Because really, PAX, PAX East, PAX West, and PAX South are big gaming events. You have DreamHack, which we have Atlanta, uh, that's Dallas. Becoming, that's, that's all they're over getting the world. Bigger. It's getting, they're getting yeah, bigger. Yeah. So DreamHack is getting into where it's monstrous, and I love that DreamHack. Yes, because actually, I do want to go back to DreamHack this year. I mean, well, yeah. well, that's that. That's going to be a thing. Um, but. With everything going on, because we have more events where people can go and have a booth, they can do an announcement, they can do a keynote. I mean, I'm going to be honest, I don't know if we need E3 anymore. Because we also have things like GCX, where it's a literally, we have a whole event around gamer communities. And being a positive influence. And it was, that event was spawned from the Guardian Con which was spawned by people wanting to have a positive gaming community, raising money to help other people, such as kids with you know the children's hospitals and things along those lines. So, and that's very very loose framing of the idea behind yeah. GCX, but it's still the idea of we have community expos now, we have packs, we have these other events. And not only that, like, I'm going to be honest, man. I think Tokyo Game Show and, um, what the heck is the one out of Germany? Gamescom. Yeah, Gamescom, in all honesty, are much better put together as far as what can be done at those events. I just don't, I don't know what the ESA wants to do with E3. Well, and. They, they, They clearly don't. And the thing is, though, um, as an example, Gamescom, they have a very defined identity of what is for what and when and when it's for it. So in the first mi- uh, couple days, it's press only. They have all the big keynotes, that kind of thing. And then the second half is for the fans to come and try things out, experience it, talk to developers, that kind of thing. It has a divide. All right, here is all the announcements, the press, everything else, and it's excellent as far as that. I enjoy watching Gamescom because of that. And, and, and what's funny is that E3 is trying a similar approach this year. So for E3 2020, they're doing the same thing. It's from the 9th through 11th. The June 9th is only open to press or people that buy the um, um, the participant. The, no, no, no. The, it, the, the, the premium badge, which, surprise, $1,000 if you want a premium badge to go to E3. Here's my problem. I don't think the premium badge should exist. I do not think it should exist. I think there needs to be a day dedicated for press events. 
that are for the industry. That way these guys have time to talk to each other and do the backdoor deals that we know happens there because that's an industry event. They're making deals, they're shaking hands, they're demoing products. This is literally part of the reason why this event exists. If you look at a lot of the stuff like the event where they announced the very first PlayStation, it was press only and in in almost like felt like a rented out boardroom in a hotel. Like, let's be 100% honest. Yeah. That is what E3 was, and it was an industry event. They got transformed into a fan event, but it was never meant to be that. Yeah. I love the press conferences. I want to have those for us to see. They stream them now. Now, Like, there's no need to be in those first couple days if you're not a member of the press or the industry. If you're not press, you're not industry, you shouldn't be there. I'm totally cool with them making it a week-long event. And the second part being, let's showcase the games. Let's get hands on it. Let's make it an event. And see, what what makes me concerned about this, um, Jeff Keighley was open to questions here, and somebody it um, somebody had asked him a comment, uh, something along the lines of, like, could you, cl- could you go into more detail as to why you won't be at E3? And he had alluded to the fact that, like, there were decisions that were made that he had heard about that he just wasn't he wasn't down with with what how they're changing the show this year. Yeah, um, because there's apparently this huge change and shift in what E3 is to try and see if they're going to appease that. And and I I will be very upfront and honest. I was this close, this close to looking at going to E3. And then yeah, this enough news- so that he and I were talking about going to different shows this year so we can cover them as Rocket Bunch. And I saw this news from Jeff Keeley and I was like, I can't. No. Can't do it. A, expense. B, at this point, if you're going out to LA, just bring Whitney with you and you just go on vacation. Well, yeah. And see, I had ulterior motive too. So the other reason I would have liked to go to E3 is that the week after that, they had the Final Fantasy VII concert. So you could then go to E3, spend a good week with Whitney over there, and then go to the concert. Yes. It doesn't matter now because that they actually opened, um, they will have the concert in Atlanta in the same time frame. Really? So when are we going? We um, The tickets open at the end of the month. Good. Let me know. Oh, yes. I am down. Where's... Ah! Because, yes. I'm excited about there that. There is one thing that Final Fantasy has always done right, and that's the music. Yes. Um, I don't think anybody here can argue with me on that. But it it really concerned me that he was saying, like, what from what E3 is doing. And especially, like, talking and chatting online with a lot of other content creators that were like, Oh, uh, well, you know, for small people, I don't think it's best to go to E3. It, you know, honestly, I think right now, because of that, I'm looking more at going to um, maybe hitting up one of the PAXs. Pax West. And even then, I'm skeptical of it because if the coronavirus isn't done by the time Pax West comes out, which is like in the fall time frame, then I might not be going to that. Honestly, we should just go to DreamHack. We can go to DreamHack too. DreamHack's all this time. Yeah, no, no. I'm just saying we should just go to DreamHack and just stream live at DreamHack. I think that would be better. September 11th. Hmm. Excellent. Um, but... Oh, no. wow. That is a crazy day. What oh, is? No, I'm just... My brain connecting things. Don't mind me. But no, um... Everything's better in LA. <laughs> you funny, Jack, Jack Wolf Park. But no, I just don't... 
E3, oh. I think I think after <laughs> Jeff Keeley, who has helped produce or work with E3 for 25 years, big name in the video game industry, decides yep. he wants to pull out of E3, that's a big... That's a warning sign. Big warning sign. Um, and I just, I couldn't, I couldn't ignore that one. Um, I'm just, I'm really curious to how E3 is going to go this year. I and, really and there's some rumors that Nintendo may just bail on it entirely. Just do a video and move on. Because that is floating around out there right now, too. That's not good. Yeah, so, if Nintendo bails, Xbox is down the street. They're not actually there. Like, Sony's not there. They're just going to pop a video out. EA is going to have their thing. The only people there are going to be like Ubisoft. Yeah. And honestly, at that point, why doesn't like he's just do his own thing instead of doing E3? They could just rent a hotel and set it up. Ubisoft and- has a lot of IPs, so if they pull out in any way from E3, that's another huge blow. Well, because EA, isn't they're doing their own thing, so they're separate. If Ubisoft pulls out, so you have Activision Con? What do they make? Call of Duty and Blizzard games. Yeah, just go go BlizzCon. You'll be fine. But no, okay, so <clears throat> second question Ooh. on this. If it goes away, would something replace it, if anything? You are saying... I don't think we need it. Don't you think we need it? No, because PAX has become such a big gaming convention. We have PAX East, South, and West. Mm-hmm. We have three points in the U.S. where that could be done. Heck, they could partner up with GCX and do a community thing there. They could do their own videos. Sure. I mean... Xbox and PlayStation are both big enough now that they could have their own like mini events and host these other people like Ubisoft and everybody else. Mm-hmm. And they could bring like Ubisoft could bring like Assassin's Creed to PlayStation and then they could bring Tom Clancy stuff to Xbox and announce at both events and everything would work out. Yeah. Of course it'll all be on PC anyway. But my point is, like, or Ubisoft is big enough now, they can just do their own event for a day and move on. Good. They have games. Honestly, at this point, there's oh, Jack Wolfart. We've been. We're good. We don't need to go back. We, we got our. We, I've been a couple times actually. Yeah. Um, you know what? As much as I hate Blizzard right now for the crap they're pulling, that was still an awesome event. It was. It was like <laughs> BlizzCon is awesome. Like, don't yes. get it twisted. It's just it's really hard right now. Yes. Well, you know. The issues but, with the parent, not the child. <laughs> ooh, good. Ooh, I like that. I want to feel that. Yes. It. Um, the, uh, no. Go. My my big thing, like, if E three goes away, do we need something in there? I think that. Well, what it, else this, happens this, around this, June? This is a weird thing to say. So, like, I think could we use another gaming convention? I think so. Some replacement for E three. I think. I think more than anything. Maybe it just needs to be helmed by someone other than the ESA. Maybe from other people who like who know. Maybe the PAX guys come up and they take over E3 and they there's a new PAX. It's called PAX. It's, they already have PAX Prime. Hell, I can't use that. Um, um, PAX Alpha or something like that. I don't know. But some PAX Omega. They, yeah, and, and it like <clears throat> they could do something there. Or even it doesn't even have to be a tie to anything. If it's just. They use the the dead rotting corpse of E three and just put the put the put, put the, the logo on the thing. Put the skin suit on, but it's somebody else <laughs> manipulating it inside. Like I think, no, no, no. Even better, we just use Jacks to override the E three corpse <laughs> and use that <laughs> to attack the gaming community. It, it, it's just, I think, I think E three 
can exist because E3 is just so synonymous. Like, E3 has been embedded in gaming culture. It's like Gamer Christmas. And I think that... I just think that some radical changes need to happen. And I think it, it shouldn't be shameful to just look at what everybody else is doing at Gamescom and PAX and all these other conferences around the world and get ideas from them on how to make E3 more proactive to what our community and stuff needs. Like um, one of the big things that Jeff had made a comment about was that he thinks that the show should be more digital. There should be more digital stuff in there. And that makes a lot of sense. Well, that but, that's with the times. Like everything's digital consumption now. I would love it if like, and think about how much money people would save. Like if you had like these, ex- you know, one of the nice things about going to E3 and going to these conferences is you get to see the, these exclusive videos, maybe these exclusive panels. You know what? I'm going to bring up BlizzCon. So, whatever you want to say about BlizzCon, but one of the cool things about BlizzCon is if you paid for the virtual ticket. You can still watch all the big panels. And how cool would that be if you had E3 where if you couldn't... You get your, you get your press events. Yep. You get your press conference, that's fine. But if you want to be... A part of the panels, maybe maybe actually have panels at E3 and other discussion points and like other smaller stages with reveals and actually pay like, hey, I'll pay 40 bucks to say I want the E3 pass so that way I can sit at home and we can just watch. Yeah, we get a stream right from the E3 guys. Um, we still have to risk getting our data exposed like the last uh, last year's attendees. Yay. But like being able to watch and see the panels and coverage that they have without actually having to go out and fly to LA to experience that I think would be very, very cool and very informative and really helps huh. break that barrier between wow um, the gamer and the industry. So on gameindustrybiz.biz, um, they've got all the big gaming events listed throughout the year, throughout the industry, and E3 is not on their June list. Oh, wow. They don't Ooh. even have E3 on there. And they've got Gamescom, PAX, all that stuff on there. Um, so, yeah, even the Middle East Gamescom over in Abu Dhabi is on there. But E3's not. Wow. <laughs> Whew, that's rough when you don't even make it onto GameIndustry.biz. Yeah, that is pretty rough because, I mean, that's a gold standard for a lot of gaming news. But, no, I just... I, 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 I think something needs to be in the June time frame. Maybe, and this is a weird idea. You know the guys that do Dragon Con? Mm-hmm. What if they took the idea and did a June uh, industry event in Atlanta? That would be cool and awesome. And it, honestly, I would love that just because it would bring that gaming culture down here. Bring it to the South. Bring it to the South. Bring it to Atlanta. I love it. We'll show you the Southern hospitality. We'll open doors for you and get you some sweet tea. We will throw chi- we'll throw Chick Fil A at you, and yeah, you know, like, come on, come on. We got we got chicken sandwiches, we got sweet tea, you know. But we I even just, got Waffle Houses open twenty four seven. So that way, after you're drunk, after all the events and everything, you go hit up get you some waffles and eggs. Trust me, it's worth it. It is good. But I just i I think E three has a place, but E three needs to die so that it can be reborn. I think I, I really. I really, really think that. I think that it needs to go away so that, I don't want to say more forward-thinking people, but that like different people can get at the helm of this and bring up new ideas for it to bring it back even stronger. I'm going to be honest. 
I think E3, if it needs to be replaced, we should have Eves, Phil, and um, God, what's his name over in charge of or Sony right now? Because it just changed. Uh, Herman Holst? Yeah. Get him and then get a representative from each company and they need to form a panel. All right. Mm-hmm. And have their own industry game event in June. Well, I think uh, Sony and Microsoft and Ubisoft are on like the board for E3. Well, then they need to use their damn votes to make something happen, because this is crap. <laughs> yeah, I just don't... It, it feels like people are leaving left and right. Um... <laughs> Kendrick, you are not wrong. It's the blood of the South. I just like coffee instead of tea, but I still know we got to throw gallons of sweet tea at people. Jack Wolf Hart in chat says, keep your sweet tea yuck, and then Kendrick, Kendrick <laughs> says, um, sweet tea is the blood of the South. You are correct, sir. It is 100% the blood of the South. Um, Look, man. I know that I find it hilarious that my uh, youngest sibling uh, was up in Pennsylvania, and when she found out they didn't serve sweet tea, she got very upset. What? I I have a funny story about sweet getting sweet tea up north, and I'd have to I'll, I'll tell you off my. And I I don't drink sweet tea. I don't drink tea, but I still find this hilarious. <laughs> it, it's still pretty good. Um, but no, I just I really. So you know, I got a quote from a movie that a lot of people don't like. Um. And you probably already know what's coming, but let the past die. Kill it if you have Man. to. I, I said that, and I'm like, God, he's going to quote Star Wars. I know it's going to happen. I like, uh, yeah. It, it, it. <laughs> Jack Wolfart, I hate to break it to you. Um, the South has sweet tea, and it runs on it. Whether you drink it or not, it's there. Yeah, it's true. It. I just I want it to succeed, but I, I, again, I just think that it has to die in order for it to succeed. I think that it's the 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 industry itself as a whole has changed. You think about how gaming was back when we were growing up in the nineties. Yeah, where you were waiting for that uh, that episode of Electronic Gaming Monthly so you could find out what happened at E three or and, that issue, not episode. And but. it feels like E three, like the the gaming landscape has changed up to twenty twenty, and E three has either not changed or it has haphazardly changed. Like. Let's make an adjustment here. Let's make an adjustment there. But they really haven't taken in the concept of digital distribution and other flexible methods of like interacting with your fans. Because again, like the barrier to interact with your fans is thinner than ever. Literally, a BlizzCon they have digital t- uh, ticket, so cool. Uh, you know who else has something that you can stream it? I actually watched part Gamescom streamed live on Twitter from an official page. Really? Yeah, I was I watching the I was watching the press events on Twitter because it happened to be popping up there. I was scrolling through, I'm like, oh, they're live? Cool. And I just pulled it up in Twitter on my phone and had it playing. I'm like, this is awesome. Cool. You know, the fact that I didn't have to pay for that or anything was awesome. But at the same time, it's also like, all right, cool. They want you to know what's happening. And I think Gamescom honestly would end up replacing E3. I mean, by sheer size, it already has. Like, no, it, no. I mean, as far as importance, if E three went away, yeah, I yeah, so. yeah. I think it would replace it. Um, I'm okay and not okay with that because that's us ceding power to the Germans, and I'm never okay with that as an American. Um, look at World War One and Two <laughs> for that nor, nor for my be. reasons. Yeah, I was gonna say. Um, but also, like, let's be entirely honest. I think Pax Prime would be a dope replacement. Just, just partner with Pax Prime. Just Pax Prime it. exists. I just don't know what it's about. 
Look, um, it doesn't do matter. It. You make it about it. <laughs> Google it, find out. Yeah, um, um, it's really Pax West. Okay, easy enough. So <laughs> it, that's really they just call it West, but it's Prime. It's the original. So, guys, what do you think? What are your thoughts on E three of Jeff Keighley leaving? The are you concerned? Are you worried about it? Do you, should you be worried about it if E three does die? Um, if it is in trouble, what should replace it, if anything? Or how would you make it better? Uh, let us know, of course, in chat and comments. If you're watching this via video um, on YouTube, let us know in Twitch chat. Uh, let us know on our social media channels uh, at Rocket Punch Go on Twitter uh, and Instagram um, at Rocket Punch Network over on Facebook. Uh, let us know what your guys' thoughts are. We always love hearing them. Yep. Um, that's that's it. We're not doing table talk tonight because no, we, we, we too don't much. Have, we don't have time. There's too much stuff. We had to catch up on two weeks of news, so that alone packed us in. Ooh, buddy. Um, so that is it for episode three of the Rocket Punch Show. Um, final thoughts, comments you got for us or people? You know what? Don't go to these events this year, not because they're bad or they're dying. Do it to stop spreading all this stuff. Because even if you go to an event, it's not uncommon for people to pick up the con crud. Like, just wash your hands as often as you can. Try to take care of yourself. Be clean. Be a decent human being. And don't spread the sickness. We went to DreamHack last year, and all of us had a bottle of hand sanitizer at all times no and the, my favorite part is i left a big one because my computer was on the end of the row where people would just walk by and pump and they used it and i was okay with it because it's like yes sanitize sterilize please like take care of yourself stay clean and just be a decent human being and don't spread things um and jack will fart in chat here last comment e3 isn't dying it's already died any good announcements last year from it? Nope, not really. I had some. Ah, uh, actually, I liked what they announced with uh, the Xbox uh, Game Pass Ultimate. We got Keanu. Yeah, I mean, you know, Cyberpunk. I mean, that was. We got Keanu. But again, like Cyberpunk could have just like CD Projekt Red could have just partnered with Microsoft and done it at the Xbox Con or whatever. Hmm. Actually, wait, why do we need this? Microsoft has already done their own convention. They've done one in Mexico Fanfest. City. Like bring PlayStation Experience back. Yeah, just do PlayStation Experience, and you can do it literally a week apart. So you can have one on one Saturday, one on the other Saturday, and just do it in Vegas. I'll be, awesome. I'll be down for that. Okay. Well, because there's everybody's already going to Vegas anyway for all these other conventions. Maybe Vegas is the new spot, new hotness. Uh, I don't know. They tried to rebrand themselves as family friendly, and I still don't believe that shit. <laughs> That's funny. That's very funny. Um, Have you seen those commercials? <laughs> no, I haven't. I don't need to. I already know. Uh, but, guys, thank you so much for joining us for episode three of the Rocket Punch cast. Uh, remember, Rocket Punch Go. Head over to our website. Check out all of our new content. Um, we've yeah. got reviews, videos, all sorts of cool stuff coming your way, and a whole lot of new episodes for Console Wars and Dice Decks and Design, our oh. board game podcast, coming your way. So don't miss out on that. We should do a raid. We're doing a raid? Okay, awesome. Yes. So we're going to end the podcast for all the podcast listeners. If you're watching via Twitch, don't go anywhere. We're going to raid one of our fellow members on the Twitch Huntsville team. So hang tight. Don't worry. I I, 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 I didn't let you know. So I'm trying something new. I've got a new tagline at the end of the show now. And I came up with it during the stream based on some information that I had heard via another stream a couple weeks back. I don't know. Story regardless. But new tagline here for Rocket Punch Show 
and just in general for content that we might be doing here. Thank you guys much for listening to the Rock Punch Show. Good night and good game. Okay, I'm okay with that. That was good, right? Yeah. yeah. Bye. Golf claps.